What's good, everybody? It's your boy, JD, and we are back for JD Radio, um, loungy, hanging out on the couch edition. I tweaked my back earlier today playing basketball, and I'm having a little trouble getting around and moving, so this is what you get today, baby. Uh, Shout out to my cat, who just chose to get right in front of me as I started recording, but it's all good. No big deal. (laughs) Um... I know on the oh, I know on the last episode, Drea, you got to move, yo. I know on the last episode, you guys, uh, I had one comment that said, "Why not start off the podcast with some good news?" And now I'm out of focus, bro. Look at look at look at what, look at her getting cozy. Hold on a second. Okay, I've got my phone on um, this like little monitoring app, so I can see. Uh, everything that's going on on the camera, which is a good at least eight feet away. And right now we're back in focus. My cat has uh, dominated me and taken me hostage, but I don't even know where I started. Oh, where I was at. Oh, I, uh, something about how on the last episode someone asked, hey, why don't you start off the episode with some good news um, in, when I do the mental health check-in? So let's do the mental health check-in. Let's do it. Uh, good news? I broke my back. <laughs> good news. What's some good news? What's some good news? Um, I had some fun auditions last week. I don't know if that's good news or if that matters, but I would just say that I have been having a, a good few last weeks. I've been productive. I've been busy. I've been working on my stand-up. My stand-up comedy is getting really good. Follow your boy if you want to watch more stand-up comedy clips. And yeah, mentally, I do feel really good. I feel nice. I've been enjoying myself. I've been checking out uh, NPC TikTok and <laughs> and um, learning more about it. But no, I mean, I don't know. Good news outside of all that is uh, I'm I'm alive and healthy. That's the good news, I would say. All right, so I think we're in focus. I think everything looks good to me. Uh, there's a few things to talk about along with the the, uh, the fact that recently, um, if you didn't already know, there was uh, the uh, NPC streams. We talked about that. The SAG after strike. Not really good news. <laughs> and um, what's left? What's left? Not this SAG after strike that. Oh, oh, Jamie Foxx is doing better. Which I'm glad he's doing better because he looks like he's been through something very uh, serious and traumatic. We also have a few questions on here. So maybe I will listen to a question. I don't know what the format of this show is. I've, I've told you this before. I don't really know, I guess, what I'm doing. I'm just doing it, you know? And I think that's just how you have to go about certain stuff. You just have to, you just have to do it, man. Are you leaving now, little kitty? You, you took all my space. I don't know if you all, you might be able to hear her because she's purring like a crazy person. All right, goodbye, cat. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, let's, let's, we'll dive into the little the topics, uh, like little mini topics. Jamie Foxx, man, uh, glad he's okay. Glad he survived whatever it is he went through. 
I'm sure it was fairly traumatic for him because he, you know, came back to social media talking about how he um, he came back to social media uh, this past week and he put like a like a post up about how he's doing all right and people think that he's a clone or that he's AI and all this goofy stuff. Obviously, he's not. But in his video, he did look uh, thinner. And I say that from a perspective of like being sick, like losing weight because of your sickness. And uh, his skin looked a little more, uh, the word, I don't want to say ghostly, but he looked like lighter, but not like, in like, in like pale, that's the word, he looked pale. Um, man, really glad that he's okay, because I'm pretty sure that from the way he was genuinely talking about it and trying to, you know, explain what had happened, he was like, listen, I am recovering currently. I went through something pretty traumatic. I'm glad I made it out the other end or the other side. And I don't want to get back to that place ever again. So whatever had happened to him, I'm sure he's probably working on it um, in a way where he can take care of himself in the future. Whether it was like a, a stroke, heart attack, aneurysm, anything. I hope it's none of those things. I hope none of us have to deal with that. But it was definitely enough for him to kind of ghost the world for a little bit. So, you know, I'm glad Jamie's good, though. I'm really glad that he's doing okay. Uh, on to our next goofy topic. We've got uh, NPCs. <laughs> or actually, should we even talk about that? That's like well, two weeks ago news. Uh, I'll just give you my, my thoughts on it. Uh, weird. But also, didn't realize it was for the horny group of people on the internet. I thought it was just some sort of weird, like, role-playing video game cosplay. But then my wife had to break down to me the fact that it's, like, really close to sex work. Because people will send you money from the perspective of, like, getting off on you being a video game NPC. Non-playable character. We've kind of talked about this before. So, yeah. Didn't know that was a thing. Uh... Tried one or two little goofy streams. They were really bad. And I kind of was like, eh, this is goofy. I'm not in the mood. I don't think I'm going to continue doing this. So so I stopped. Um, ah, another little mini topic I got for you that I was thinking about talking about is, oh, um, yo, Florida is a crazy place. Do any of you live in Florida? Are you from Florida? Are, are you trapped in Florida? Blink twice if you're trapped. Ugh. Because Florida currently is building a, I don't even know, word, the word's not even rhetoric. Rhetoric? The, Florida is currently building out a plan to tell their middle school students, so that would be, I think, 6th grade to 8th grade, telling those students that, they're telling them a retelling of history when it comes to slavery everyone's favorite topic they're going to teach them that slavery actually benefited the slaves what what <laughs> that's what i what i saw online and I, I believe um you know they they are currently trying to implement that which is super racist and super weird like dude just tell your just tell history 
I learned about slavery during the month, one month, but I learned about slavery during Black History Month, and, you know, I sat back and looked at it like, huh, wow, those white people were mean. That sucks. And then we went on with the rest of the school year, and I just kept that as a, a fact to myself that I was aware of. Huh, a lot of these people from the past were mean, and a lot of their descendants are mean. Hmm, okay, I'll avoid those people. Man, that is crazy to teach future students or future human beings that, hey, you know that thing that everybody tries to talk about that's like so bad? It wasn't that bad. It was actually a learning experience. <laughs> that's a crazy person. <laughs> that's a crazy person if they go out of their way to tell you something that ridiculous. But hey, I'm not a... I'm not a school teacher and I don't I don't I don't know who the superintendent of that district is. But then again, if you live in Florida, listen, I pray for you. I understand that a lot of you who maybe live there is like, ah, it's not that bad, man. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Maybe you're not a person of color, maybe not black but, or Latino or whatever background that's being discriminated, discriminated against right now. And even if you are, you probably also are kind of just like, oh, I'm just I, bro, they don't come to my time, my, my part of the city. I, I understand that, but Florida <laughs> is turning into its own District 9, <laughs> but you know what? I learned this today about, um, oh wait, actually, that's not Florida, that's Texas. Did you know that Texas has, you know Six Flags Magic Mountain? I think it originated in Texas, and you know why it's called Six Flags? You know why Texas is called the Six Flag State? Because there were six different countries that owned a part of Texas way back in the day. There was like Texas, Mexico, Texas, UK, Texas, America, Texas uh, Colony. I, I don't know. I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. I guess I think when you go to the airport, they fly, they, they fly six different flags there because of that reason. I don't know enough about Texas. I've been there twice or three times. I've been to Austin. I've been to Dallas. And I've also been to, I don't think I've ever been to Houston, but I've been to Austin and Dallas two or three times. So best of luck to those of you in Texas and in Florida. But then again, America's, you know, a weird, weird place. Um, but yeah, so it looks like Florida is going to just stop teaching people that, that, uh, <laughs> that racism happened. It's just a strange, just the, one of the strangest things I had ever heard of like weird 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 behavior but yeah also if you notice me looking over here I'm looking at the monitor to make sure that everything is in focus I think we're good though but I'm also kind of still thinking I might mess it up okay <laughs> so yeah it's crazy it's crazy that that like even the um warning did you guys hear about the warning that the NAACP put about about like a travel warning to Florida because they are slowly, slowly, slow, well, quickly, actually, turning into a Jim Crow part two. I wouldn't be surprised if they started doing uh, colored bathrooms, uh, whites-only bathrooms, LGBTQIA not allowed. Because, like, they're, they, they, ah, man, the bigotry. What happened? I mean, it's always been around, but, like, Y'all know people been not like, like the, especially like during pride month, which I think it was June. Yo, pride's been around for like 30 years. 
Why are we protesting? I ain't, it ain't no we, excuse me. Why are some of these people protesting something that people have been doing forever? Like, even the teaching of, 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 I mean, I understand parents saying that they don't want their children taught something that they think they should talk about in the home. But I mean, that's such a funny thing to me because a lot of those kids are already aware of it because they talk with their friends and some of them might just come out different. It's crazy that people are so against differences. Like I saw a really good video the other day on TikTok of this lady who was talking about how kids in her class may or may not be gay or identify as whatever, and she's a, a gay teacher, and it was like, hey, just a heads up, I'm not, the, I'm not the one teaching your kids about being gay. They already might have been gay. They come in that way, and you know where it probably happens? It probably happens in the home. That's where it happens. I, it's, I mean, I just find the world fascinating that people just aren't comfortable with letting other people live their truth or their lives like and y'all like people don't know i just mind their business ain't got nothing to do with me got ain't got nothing to do with me you want to go be you want to go be gay you want to be trans you want to do whatever go do it it doesn't it ain't got nothing to do with me i understand people who might have questions but again if the question if you ain't got nothing to do with the question why not to say you should just be ignorant. I think it's smart to ask questions so you know what's going on. But I also think minding your business is is a superpower <laughs> that not a lot of people use. Um, all right. But besides Florida going into a place where they literally refuse to teach world history, we're going to finish off these little topics with SAG-AFTRA, Screen Actors Guild. Uh, striking along with the WGA, the Writers Guild of America. I, that's me. I act when I get booked. I am like, <laughs> I'm. I, I mean, I, I'm one of those people where I'm just like, man, acting sucks. <laughs> like, like really thinking about it. Like, just to be transparent. I mean, I I've made maybe. I have not made the most amount of money from my acting career. Like, because I've never been in a movie. Well, actually, no, technically I was in a movie, but it was like a self, it was an indie movie, indie movie, self-produced indie film by a friend. I was in it. But, and the only other time I've ever been in a movie is for voice acting, doing uh, uh, audio, ADR, audio dialogue replacement. So yeah, I'm in a movie. You, you're, you're, if your name rolls during the credits, you've been in the movie. All right, so I'll count that as as a win. Good job, JD. <laughs> um, but I also, TV wise, I mean, I've done like a, a guest star role or two, and then I've done a. To me, this is a whole different facet of entertainment commercials, voice acting. I've done I've done a good amount of voice acting. Probably done more voice acting than on camera TV acting, and. Hosting. I've done hosting, but that's usually alternative television. That's not really, it doesn't really fall under SAG. It, it is a SAG thing, but it's more like similar to reality TV. But the thing is, we have been striking 
we are asking for demands. We are asking for demands. We are asking for a fair deal of what's going on nowadays. For those that don't know, actors are being pushed along with writers into a place where none of us can really feed ourselves or take care of ourselves on the wages that they allow us to have while the corporations and the uh, investors and the board, um, what do you call them, the chairmen of the board are all getting paid at the top to fund the money into movies and then make an exponential return on it. I mean, I mean, talk about uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer. Bar that, I heard that thing has made, I think Barbie particularly has made about the same amount, if not more, than Marvel's Endgame, uh, Marvel Entertainment. And if, the, I mean, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, we're going broke on the streets protesting, and even while we're going broke, they're still making money. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not funny. It really sucks. But it's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. It's super frustrating, dude. Um, but, yeah, if you did not see, Bob Iger said that, that uh, writers and actors need to get realistic as he was at a billionaire's retreat. So, you know, that's how he feels about us. He's like, these peasants need to get realistic. What, what am I supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? Am I, am I not supposed to get my, 10, my $27 million bonus this year? <laughs> I, I've got to go to the Hamptons. I've got to go to Aruba. What do you mean? I've got to ski Aspen. What are you talking about? I, I could just hear, like, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and no, listen, at the end of the day, when the strike is over, I still want to get a job. Disney, hire your boy after the strike. Um, but I could just see Mickey Mouse being like, oh, boy, these bulky, bulk actors are, <laughs> are, are, are really, really, uh, really uh, grinding my gears, goofy, Mickey. But they just want to be paid correctly. Shut up, you. <laughs> Isn't that right, Donald? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, Donald. He understands, Goofy. What's wrong with you? I'm just saying, Mickey. Maybe if we gave them a little bit more money, <laughs> they could live their lives and we could still make billions of dollars. You think I'm going to bow down to those Peasants? Oh, boy. <laughs> I can't do the voice right now. My throat is dry. <laughs> oh, boy. Goofy, back to your cage. <laughs> Mickey, please, D don't put me back in there. Come on, I'll be a good dog. <laughs> He's a dog, right? He's definitely a dog. <laughs> I said, get in there. Whoosh. I, that, I don't know why. Well, did he have a whip? Uh, maybe a belt. This feels, this feels racially motivated now. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but, yeah, man, that, that's, that's it. I literally just explained the strike as M Mickey Donald Goofy. I did that. Yo, there you go. That, that's literally what we're fighting for. Okay. Um, but, no, seriously, um, they, they proposed a, I think, like a memo or a sheet of what, of what their demands were. And, you know, one's probably like more weight, uh, better pay, residuals, because you don't get residuals on streaming, which 
man, thank God I haven't, I mean, well, at the end, I mean, I'd love to book a streaming show in the future. I did audition for a few recently over the, over the last few years, but man, I didn't realize you get no residuals, but then again, I just thought getting residuals from TV and film was like almost an inside joke because of how low the money was. Like the money is crazy low. You, you, I've gotten resid, I've gotten residuals for TV from like 12, from like however many years ago, the shows are still playing. The shows are still probably breaking in a few hundred thousand dollars. And I will get like, everyone has shown this off. I will get checks for 20 cents, 32 cents, $1.25. Sometimes you'll randomly get a hundred dollars and be like, oh snap, okay, get a little bit of money. But most of the time, it's pennies. People have even explained the fact that it costs more to mail that check to me, it probably cost about eight, probably like three to four dollars to mail me a check that's worth thirty-two cents. Crazy man. There was also, I guess, this viral demand that was coming from the studios where they said we want to be able to scan background actors with AI, artificial intelligence, and buy their likeness for that one performance, and then be able to use it forever and eternity in all of their future and upcoming projects. So, you know, F, F background actors, man. Like, some background actors, that's how they make their money. They make their money by just going and auditioning and being in the background of stuff and making like a $100, like throughout the whole week, maybe making like two, three hundred, maybe five, seven hundred dollars a week. You make a little bit of money doing that. On projects, you can make some decent money. But, woo, they said, hey, yeah, cool. We gonna pay you that, like, that first week. Sure, we'll pay you that first week. We'll give you, like, 500 bucks. And then we own you forever. <laughs> man, it's, a cra it's just a crazy world we live in, man. This, it's a crazy time and a crazy world where this is the type of stuff that Hollywood and entertainment and capitalism is just trying to get away with. But that's that's what it be. That's what it do do, man. Ooh, uh, but yeah, picket lines. Go support your fellow uh, actors and writers if you want to. You can support them by, you know, being allies, reposting their stuff, not sharing content that's related to uh, TV and film if you want to. But you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. Regar regardless of our strike, yo, everyone should be striking. The hotels just started striking. I believe UPS just started striking this past summer in the last few weeks. I think some teachers are striking in certain states. Imagine if everybody went on strike at the exact same time. Now, yes, I guess I guess the economy would collapse, but we get some demands met, right? I think so. I feel like we could. Like, not, well, some people can't afford to go on strike, so there is that, but... Let's okay. Let's let's put it into the into the mind frame of let's let's imagine we could all afford to do it. Well, if we could all afford to do it, then we wouldn't go on strike. This is a terrible analogy, but you know what I'm trying to say. Fight for your rights. <laughs> all right, uh, that is all of the topics that I'm going to talk about this week, unless there is some more in my questions and answers portion of this pod. So let's get to the Q and A. All right, y'all, here's our first message. Let's check it out. 
Hey, what's up, JD? It's your boy, Matt, coming at you from San Francisco. Just wanted to say love you and love all your content. Uh, thank you for bringing back JD Radio because I love how you come at things with a level head and unbiased um, perspective. So thank you for bringing that back. Um, my question is, uh, what role or how big of a role do you think social media has played in people's willingness to just argue and in the lack of people's ability to have disagreements or conversations uh, about different points of view, whether it be politics or whatever. So I feel like, especially during the social media era, people are way uh, more quick to start arguing with people and not really have an educational or informational conversation about why they disagree or what point they're coming from. People are just like, you know, I'm right and you're wrong. And that's the end of it. And I know you've kind of had your experience with that um, on social media with people in the past. So I kind of wanted to see what you thought about social media's role in, in kind of people's willingness to argue. Again, love everything. Thank you. Yo, that was a really, really well thought out question. That was that was a little that might be above my pay grade. <laughs> I'll try my best to answer it. So Matt is saying the willingness for people to want to argue through social media compared to how they used to argue in public, I assume, or just in general. I would say social media has made everybody think that they are safe from consequence because you can just let off on social media and you don't have a, you don't have to have a face behind your social media platform. You could just be a a nameless faceless egg on Twitter or X is what they're calling it now. Um you could be just like a random profile you could be you could even be someone who's a celebrity and use the fact that your social media presence is greater than the person who's giving you criticism or disrespecting you and just say I'm not going to listen to you 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 not you're not worthy of mine or anyone's time because you don't even have followers so I would definitely say that uh, social media has become a hellscape of arguments like I think all the people who love to argue it's like, oh my God, I'm glad social media exists because now I have a reason to be such a uh, flawed human being. <laughs> because everyone's looking for, um, not everyone is looking for something to argue about. There are a lot of people who kind of just mind their business and live their lives. But I would say that you really gonna just start purring next to my microphone, yo? What are you doing? Yo, you're tripping. What are you doing? Okay, so like I was saying, I think that when it comes to a willingness to argue there's so many people on social media who yeah literally like wake up in the beginning of the day like let me get on this thing and start talking trash are you good you're looking to be funny what's going on sorry i got my cat in front of me so if you're listening to the audio version of this you may or may not be hearing a purr but like i said Social media is the water cooler of the world to talk positively, negatively, passively, aggressively, mentally, emotionally. It is a place where people go to vent. That's it. Yeah, I would say so. I would say willingness to argue. Absolutely. Especially if there is something pushing you to argue like political ideology, religion, race or anything that's kind of like backing you up to to give your reason to go out there and be combative with people 
I think that that is absolutely what social media is for. I do think there are some healthy conversations that can happen over social media, but more or more than less, it's all just triggered, frustrated, angry, like shouting into the clouds or into the mountains type of people. You know, there's, I would say for every good conversation you see on social media, there's 2000 bad ones. <laughs> and yeah, I think, I think it also kind of just makes people feel more, what is this advocated or embraced? Like, yes, this is my place to come and complain. Hmm, social media, I am, I feel empowered. That's the word. They feel empowered to be more or less disrespectful. Like, listen, Twitter fingers is a real thing. I've clapped back at some people. Some people have clapped at me. I don't think either of us would do that in person. <laughs> well, maybe I would if they were that rude. It just depends. But maybe they would if, if I was that rude. It all just depends. But then again, I wouldn't want to get caught up in a scenario where I get hurt or they get hurt or anybody try to go out of their way to hurt one another. But that's what the internet's, that is what social media's purpose is. Social media's purpose is to be a social space where we can all come together. And I will say this, we can share, like, we can share all the things that we're trying to pursue. We can give difference of opinions. But at the end of the day, oh, baby, we can argue. We can argue all day. If anything, I'm putting time aside <laughs> to argue. Yo, think about that. There are some people who are like, all right, I, t I said I was going to go to bed early and not deal with this, uh, this, this, uh, this troll online last night. But I got time today. I got time today because that's a whole video, which is quite literally the personification of social media and, and negative conversations on, the, on the said platforms. I, w I also think of it from a perspective of I hate, but I do it. I hate when I get lost in someone else's business for no reason. Like you'll be scrolling on your, on your, what's it called? You'll be scrolling on TikTok and you're just like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, juicy drama that I, do, that I have nothing to do, do with? Huh. I think I'll tune in. I, I've gone down rabbit holes of other people's personal drama because boredom. That's it. That's the only way I can explain it. I can't explain it any better than that. I'm bored. <laughs> do, 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 do. So let's, let's, let's get lost in someone else's life. Social media is a toxic place, man. We're on it right now, wherever we are. Definitely on it. I'm definitely speaking into the zeitgeist that is the uh, algorithm. So there it is. There it is. All right, y'all. So this is our last question. And it says, I've been with my boyfriend for 10 years and nothing is happening. Do you think that's a sign for me to leave? If I'm going to be honest with you, I guess it just depends on what you are wanting with or from your boyfriend. Are you all, do you want to be married? Do you want to take your relationship to a deeper, more serious, committed level? Or is the, is the, is the, um, 
the I don't know if the label is the word label of girlfriend. Is that if is it not enough? I'm assuming you're saying that from the perspective of it's 10 years of being boyfriend and girlfriend, which I'm not going to lie to you. Long time. And if, if depending on what it is you all both want and need, I would say that, yeah, I think it's I don't know if it's a sign for you to leave. I think it's a sign for you to sit down and talk to said boyfriend about what's going on in your head about this relationship. I was, and, and I guess, in my opinion, I feel like some people think that that's a ultimatum or a demand, but I would say it's not. It's more of a choice being given, like, hey, we are 10 years of being together. I don't know if you want to be with me forever or if you would want to just... I don't know, play, play kind of like you're playing house together. Cause that, that's a thing that a lot of, I think guys and girls do to one another. They'll just kind of stick it out because they're like, well, this is, this is, this is pretty cool. And there's a lot of people who don't want to be married. So I understand the concept of wanting and not wanting to be married. But I think that it's definitely a conversation that both of you have to have together. Cause if you're not on the same page about it, then what's, what's the point of doing it from, from either's perspective. Uh, and it seems like you're not on, he's not on your page and you're not on his page. I would, I would assume that his page is a, oh, I'm just kind of chilling. I'm enjoying chilling with you. Don't you want to just keep chilling? <laughs> and then you, if you're asking about this, I definitely think eight, 10 years is a, a decade. That's a long time to know somebody and not be sure of if, if you, if they're the one for you, unless you have some sort of like open relationship or something. In your case, I would say, yeah, I don't know if it's a sign to leave, but it's a sign to ask, hey, so what are we doing here? Do you want to continue this for the rest of our lives? Maybe get hitched, have some fun? Or would you like to just go your separate way and I'll go my separate way and we just do that? I think, I think my brain is trying to look at it from the other side of like, hey, what's the problem with just kind of being in a boyfriend girlfriend relationship forever because you know not a lot of people want to get the government involved and uh do marriage or be burdened with the concept of okay what if we end up with a divorce in the future and then i have to split 50 percent of my stuff with this person which i think if you love and care about them maybe that won't be such a huge deal unless they do you wrong or you do them wrong in which case i get it prenuptial agreements are a thing um but yeah, I guess I guess you would have to ask your boyfriend, hey, is this it? We did this for 10 years. Are we going to do this for 20? Because I want more out of this relationship, whether it's a deeper connection, a more serious, I don't know if the word is role or serious level of love and relations relationships <laughs> yeah i mean if you've been together for 10 years and you're expecting to get married or if you want to be married to someone or like let's say you want kids and he's he's procrastinating on that or something not to say that that's something he has to do he doesn't have to get married to you doesn't have to have kids with you either but if you want that and he doesn't then you guys should have a conversation about moving on from each other like, hey, if you want to do this whole, like, boyfriend-girlfriend thing forever, that's fine, but I won't be the girlfriend. Or, you know, that's that's how I would see it. You're, you're telling them, like, hey, I thought we both kind of 
got together and had the same ideals when we first started, but now we're getting farther down the line and it does, it looks like they're not a they're not coming together as cohesively as I remember. So I think I'm going to move on, which is really hard. I think that's really hard to do, especially if it's someone that you've known for such a long time and care about just to be like, "You know what?" And I mean, and I mean it's, it doesn't sound like you you're I mean, outside of maybe you want to be married, it doesn't sound like you're frustrated with this person. It just sounds like I'm sitting here kind of like settling for something that I didn't want to have to settle for. And this feels like a maybe a mediocre experience of what you originally thought you were going to get. I don't know, man. People are, are, are different. Everybody changes and life is a ever moving thing so it's very hard to say how you you should progress forward and even even when you do get married you get down the line and maybe you don't you don't see eye to eye down the down that road so you know it's it's not it's not necessarily a gamble but it's one of those things where it's like nothing is nothing is promised not to say that marriage is not something that everybody should want to be a part of if they want to they want to if they don't they don't uh, I like it. I'm married. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I mean, it just depends. But, yeah, I definitely think you should have that, that talk about, hey, been together 10 years. Is this going to go any further, or are we just going to do this boyfriend-girlfriend stuff? And hopefully you'll get the right answer. All right, everybody. This has been JD Radio from the couch with, with, a, with a back issue. My back is killing me. Sitting, even laying like this hurts. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed it, though. Do me a favor. Send me more messages, whether anonymous or voice messages. Voice messages preferred because we get, you know, more of a real connection. The radio part of JD Radio kind of happens there. That's where, the, that's where the, the secret sauce is cooked. So if you leave me those voice messages, I would appreciate it. And they can be about anything. They don't have to be about anything really like super intrinsic you can ask me about gossip stuff i don't care and then i can give you my opinion on it i just kind of want to have that connection with you all so if that's something you're capable of doing i'd appreciate it it's easy speakpipe.com slash jd radio the link is in the description you can literally just click it it'll take you to the page you hit record from your phone or any device and there's no signing in or sign up or anything and then you're good to go uh you can also send me a message through this thing called ngl i believe you can send the messages via uh, your web browser you just click the link it's there and it'll let you send me anything anonymously and i will answer those questions there were some really good ones in there but i'm gonna save them for a future episode so be on the lookout with that being said the world is a hellstorm. thanks for watching and i'll i'll definitely try to keep things positive uh, in the beginning of the podcast and, and I'm, I'm pretty positive i broke my back okay i broke my back have a nice day. <laughs>